The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to Hoop Ball DFS Today. I am Andrew Hansen, joined by the one and only Vancouver man, Miles Hartley. And Miles, I know you've got some Zach Levine in your lineups today, which was a very good choice since he went off for 49 against Charlotte. How's how's everything going for you out there on the West Coast? It's going pretty good. And yeah, I mean, Zach Levine finally had that game that everybody's been looking for. And I mean, today he was priced pretty reasonably. I know on fantasy draft, he was priced at uh, 11,000. So I couldn't pass up on that. And I threw him in a couple lineups there and it's paying dividends. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's it's fun to see him finally break out. And he's sort of puzzling the last couple games why he'd been struggling so much. But I think that's why it's really important to, to pay attention to the news. There was a big article that came out about him not feeling like his coach had his back and there was a lack of trust. And then with all that attention on him, you know, whether they sat down and, and chatted or not, you know, he finally just took the bull by the horns, you know, no, no pun intended and, and got after it and finally played to his potential. So that was, that was a lot of fun. And then the other standout from that game, we got to give props to our buddies, coach and Micah Patria. Cause speaking of news and narratives, they mentioned Kobe white going back to, Charlotte, and he went off for 28-2-3-2, so definitely brought big value uh, on this DFA slate on Saturday, and of course, this is Saturday night. We're going to be talking about the Sunday slate here in a minute, but one other big piece of news this weekend in the NBA of the potential changes to the schedule and playoff play-in games. And, and the one I think that is most relevant to us here in DFS are those potential play-in games. And, of course, the format is going to be that the seven and eight seeds will play a one-game playoff. The winner of that is in the playoffs. Nine and ten are going to play each other. Loser of that goes home. Winner of that game then gets another win-or-go-home game against the loser of the seven-eight matchup. What do you think about that potential format, Miles? Yeah, I'm liking the idea of it, and I mean, the one thing I too like about like the ninth and tenth spot getting a chance to make it in is that you know, you know, throughout the season, sometimes there's some big injuries that really affect those teams. You know, they could have they could have maybe been in the even top six or seven, but because of injuries, they've fallen to those spots. And you know, with our current style, if you're not in those top eight, you're just hooped. But you know, with that, you know, if you're ninth, tenth, you still have the chance to make it into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's going to make the end of the regular season more competitive. Teams are going to be fighting to get up to that five and six seed, so they have to deal with the play-on games. You know, some of the teams that are in that 9, 10, 11, 12 zone, you know, may may try a little bit harder to get into the playoffs. Um, so it's just going to add some intrigue. And then, of course, it's going to create some new fun contests because we're going to get those one-game showdown slates with, you know, for all the marbles. So I think guys are going to be playing really hard in that do or die situation. So I think it's going to create some, some really fun slates. Um, now the only thing is we're going to have to wait a couple of years for it if, if they approve it, but, but that's a lot of fun to look forward to. So, you know, speaking of showdown slates, we're going to start our analysis of the Sunday games with a showdown slate, but first we've got to thank our 
title sponsor, the one and only Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. And I certainly had my two cups this morning. Um, that's, uh, that's now a staple of my day. And we are, we are big fans here at Hoopball. We thank them for their support. You can check them out at HawaiianIsles.com. You can place your orders on Amazon, searching for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. And you can also find them on Twitter at H-I Kona Coffee. So without any further ado, Miles, ju- let's jump into this uh, afternoon showdown. It's a Texas showdown on Sunday at 3.30 Eastern between the Mavs and the Rockets. Why don't you start out by giving us your perspective on the Mavericks? Yeah, it's uh, going to be a high-scoring game here. I'm thinking it's probably going to be have one of the highest over/unders on this like day. Um, I'm t- <clears throat> of course looking at Luca to throw into the captain spot. I mean, the kid's just been unreal lately. He's half assist away from averaging a triple double this season. Um, and what was that on the Wednesday game? Or no, sorry, the Tuesday game against the Warriors. He had a triple double in 26 minutes. So you can, even there, he doesn't even need a whole allotment of minutes to get you value yeah that was incredible yeah just crazy um and he is priced i believe is it a he's a thousand two twelve yeah twelve point two and what's and harden is 13 13, even yeah so he's eight higher less than when it gets into the captain spot he's twelve hundred dollars less than yeah harden so i think to me i think luca makes the most sense for the captain spot i mean yeah Harden's always in play as well, but I like Luca more for the um, just getting a little bit more value. And then um, for the other guys on Dallas side, there um, it looks like Seth Curry may be back from his illness. But I mean, if he doesn't come back, I'm looking at Tim Hardaway Jr. as one of the complimentary guys to throw in there. Um, I think he's priced at what four thousand. Yeah, That's 4, correct. 000. Yep. Um, and I mean, he's on this season, he's been getting around at least 22 minutes a game. So even if Seth Curry is back, he's one of the guys I'm looking at because, you know, his floor seems to be around, you know, 20 DK points. And I mean, he can't, it's not terrible. It's not great. But all those guys are in that range. They're all going to be around that. And he's, to me, one of the more safe plays at that price point. Um, and then the other guy I'm looking at on that side of the ball is Perzingis. Um, over the last four games, he's... Uh, or no, was it? He said, yeah, no, he's had four double doubles over the past five games. And, you know, so some of the guys I'm looking at, his price too is fairly reasonable. I believe he's sitting at seven. He's at 8.6. 8.6. Okay. So, yeah, those are the guys I'm looking on that, that side of the ball. Yeah, I, I like you. Uh, I like your analysis there. Luca is, you have to play him here. I really don't see how you could go through this slate and not play Luca and James Harden. I mean, you're really only, I think, hoping that one of them gets injured if you're not playing both of them here. So, so Luca certainly will be in my lineups. And that of course is the question. Do you play him as the captain or not? I, I think it's worth exploring both, both builds. And then I'm with you in terms of the other Mavericks, the first two that you mentioned with Seth Curry being probable on Saturday night, that's the latest we've seen. He's going to be in my lineups if he starts, because he's only 3.4, so that price tag is way too low. And you know, if we're going to play Harden and, and Luca, we gotta we gotta get some value pricing in here. 
And he's, I mean, he's not typically a, a, you know, quote unquote value play. I don't think he's usually priced a little bit higher, but he's been out. And so his price is down to 3.4. And yeah, I agree. Tim Hardaway Jr. at 4.0. He's been hot lately. Probably can't expect him to keep shooting as well as he has from three. But again, he's at that 4,000 range, really nice price, especially if for some reason Curry does not play. And then I personally am not really interested in any of the other Mavericks. And that's because I'm looking at Porzingis versus Clint Capella. Of course, we're only on a one-game slate. We can only play six players. Clint Capella on the other side is 9.4. And I just like his upside a little bit more than Porzingis. You know, recently he's been a little bit more consistent, putting up bigger fantasy numbers. So Clint Capella is the big that I'm interested in, in the yeah, you know un, under ten under ten k price range, and then you know Harden of course, uh, like I mentioned, I, I'm going to be playing him. And I'm curious to see what you say, but I came across some interesting trends here looking at Harden and Westbrook. Harden has scored over seventy fantasy points in six of the last ten games. And in those last 10 games, sort of looking at the, the, the shot breakdown, he has attempted at least 10 free throws in all 10 games. Compared to Westbrook in the last 10 games, he hasn't attempted 10 free throws in any of those games. And Harden has attempted at least 10 three-pointers in nine of the last 10. Westbrook has attempted 10 three-pointers in only one of 10. So I think that's a good a good way to sort of analyze why Harden is so much more expensive than Westbrook, why he's been producing so much more. You know, Westbrook is really just taking that secondary role and very active sort of coast to coast, pushing the pace. But Harden has just not really slowed down with Westbrook's presence and he's just doing his thing. So for me, he's going to be in the lineup and Westbrook at 10.4 is just a little bit too pricey for me. Then for the other Houston players here, we've got House as questionable. If he plays, I I like him at 6.4. If he doesn't, then we can look at Ben McLemore at 4.4 and even Cephalosha at 1.4 because you're probably going to need one really cheap guy here. And then Tucker is in in consideration here at 4.8 and Rivers at 3.6. And the, the builds that I've been playing with, I'm looking at either really one to two Mavericks at most for most of the lineups that I'm building. So that's why I mentioned a couple more of these, you know, mid-priced Rockets, because I'm going to try to get probably at least four Rockets in most of my lineups. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to hit on the the Westbrook struggling, because, like, I have a note here today, like, over the last nine games, there's only been three times where he's able to at least hit 40 DK points or get over 40 DK points. Um, and I mean, I think it's just to do it too, if like fact that like he's getting less boards with, you know, Capella's been nuts. Um, he's been averaging 20 rebounds a game over the last six games. Um, and he just missed making, uh, six games in a row with 20 rebounds. Yeah, I think he got 19 last game. Um, and yeah, that's the other thing I had to note too of like, yeah, he's just not drawing the fouls like Harden is. Harden's just been shooting free throws pretty much half the game. It seems like a, like a machine. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, like you said, he's just falling into that secondary um, 
role, it seems, and he's not one of the guys I was targeting on this slate either. Um, what I had been kind of doing with one of my builds I was doing, I mean, I think is I don't do a ton of the showdowns, so you're probably better at the showdown slates than I am. But the one thing I was playing with the idea of is doing uh, Luca and having Perzingis and Clint Capella as my three kind of big guys. And then not really having any of those guys that are like bottom of the barrel. They're like, who is that guy you're talking about that was 1.4? Uh, Tavo Cephalosha. Yeah, so I was like, avoiding that kind of and going more. If, yeah, like I was hoping that with uh, if Daniel House has ruled out Ben McElmore because he's been solid. He's yep. been averaging uh, 25 DK points over his four starts this season. And then uh, P.J. Tucker, I was also looking at, like, I mean, he's had his, you know, he's P.J. Tucker. He'll have great games. He'll have okay, and then he'll have the stinkers. But, I mean, he gets always around, you know, 35, 36 minutes a game. So, yeah, those are the my take so, on those guys. Right. So, on that lineup you just described, you're leaving Harden out? Yeah, I, I would be, yes. I know yeah. that's also a <laughs> very uh, dicey play. Yeah, I mean, but hey, it's, I mean, certainly Harden could go, you know, have a decent game and put up 55 fantasy points, and, and there's a chance that the build you just described would outscore it, no doubt. Yeah. And so that's what you have to do. You certainly have to get creative and take some chances. And the other thing I was trying, you, you know, you mentioned Tucker. He he really can be boomer bust, because yeah. oftentimes he'll only attempt four or five shots. So you know, he's got a real ra- wide range of outcomes. So I was playing around with some lineups where you put Tucker as the captain, and oh, then you can, yeah. you can easily get Luca and Harden and and Clint Capella and and not have to go all the way down to the bottom for your last two guys. So I think a, a play like that is also worth considering. Yeah, no, I've seen so, that done a few times. Really, they just put the the one guy that can either yeah boom or bust in the captain spot, and that can yeah like you said pay dividends. Right. Yeah, I'm thinking back to that game with the. Clippers and Celtics when Pat Beverly went off and he was really low price and, and the best lineups had him in the captain spot. So it can certainly work. Um, all right, well, let's jump into the main slate. Sounds good. S- starting at six o'clock Eastern, we have four games. And the first one is the Battle of New York. Brooklyn traveling over to Madison Square Garden to play the Knicks. These these two teams played back in game two of the season. It was close. Brooklyn won 113-109. Now we've got these teams coming in where the Knicks are on a back-to-back. They just lost Saturday to the Spurs, 111-104. Now they're going to welcome the Nets into town without Kyrie Irving. So, Miles, why don't you start out with the Knicks side of the ball? Who do you like over there? So, yeah, on the Knicks side of the ball, I'm looking at Julius Randle at 7,100. I mean, he just recently had that game where he put up 50 uh, fantasy points. Um, and, you know, he's going against, you know, the team that's notorious for not being the best against big front courts. So, uh, at 7,100, I think he's fairly priced. And, you know, he is that guy, too, that can have big games. And, I mean, he's also the one of those guys that has a pretty safe floor. So, you know, I don't mind paying that price of 7,100 for him. Um the other guy I'm looking at as a potential value play there is Mitch Robinson. I mean, is you know, it's Fisdale, so minutes are all over the place. But at 4,500, you know, he can get out there even in limited minutes and put up some pretty, you know, impressive lines, you know, especially with his blocks that he gets. Um, and once again, yeah, he's a center going against the, the Brooklyn Nets. So um, those are the two guys I have for uh, the Knicks side of the ball. Uh, what do you got on the... 
Brooklyn side? On the Brooklyn side, I'm going to start with Dinwiddie. I've been playing him a lot with Kyrie out. I don't see any reason to stop here. His price has continued to go up, but at 7.7, I think he's a, a real strong core piece to the lineup. And then most of the other nets are pretty reasonably priced. So I think it's an opportunity for a value play. And the two that I'm looking at are Jordan at 4.8 and then Shumpert at 3.4. He is, you know, tiny bit of a narrative here going back to play against the Knicks where he used to play. But he's really been getting some minutes lately, um, you know, even up to 24 minutes. And he's the type of player that can, you know, pop off once in a while. Yeah, and, 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 you know, get points for you in multiple ways, not just scoring. So I like Shumpert here. Uh, Jordan is a, is a decent option. We're going to get to some centers later that I like better than Jordan. But that's that's not a bad price for him. And on the back to the Knicks side, I, I, I'm never going to argue against Randall, especially at 7.1. He's not probably going to fit most of my lineups uh, but I but I do like playing him and and Neela Keen I think we've got to consider at 4.5. He had almost 40 fantasy points today and he only took nine shots. So that's so he had another another up game today. Yeah, another up game with the rebounds, assists, and steals. Yeah. So I I don't think we can count on 40 DraftKings points, but yeah, you know he's still only 4.5k. He's getting always, good minutes. Uh, I'm always kind of with the coach on this one. I'm not a huge fan, but we just yeah they fluctuate so much, and I'm just I don't just over the fears. I'm always just like I'm like ah, I just I never trust him. He always has those games where he's like, oh look at him, he's looking good. Oh, is he gonna start taking off? Is he gonna meet that potential they always speak about? But he always comes back down to earth. <laughs> he does. He he's so boomer bust. So he's definitely a, a a tournament play for me, not cash. And yeah, he could easily come back with 22 fantasy points in this matchup. You know, it is it is a lower total, but I but I think but I he's agree, worth considering. He is, if you're going to play five lineups, you got to get him in there at least once. I think. I mean, also especially for GPP, he always makes a lot of sense for those kind of plays. Excellent. All right, well, let's move on to game number two. This one will have a higher total. Last time I checked here Saturday night, it hadn't posted yet, but this is going to be one of my two favorite games to stack on this slate. And of course, this is the other six o'clock game, Sacramento traveling to the nation's capital to take on the Wizards. And these are two teams that are in the bottom third on the defensive side. Kings are 21st in defense. Wizards are last in defense. You know, we, we keep mentioning that they're involved in shootout after shootout. So certainly an attractive game on paper. Why don't you start with the home squad, Miles? Who do you like for the Wizards? Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, Bradley Beal. There's only two people on this slate that are actually priced at above 10000 on DraftKings, and that's Bradley Beal and Kawhi Leonard. Um, and of those two, I like Bradley Beal a lot more because, like you said, the Wizards are just pretty much in a shootout every single game. Um, and the other thing, too, is with Kawhi, you got Paul George coming back into the fold, so that also kind of you know hurts his usage a bit there. But yeah, so Bradley Beal, I mean, he's just been on fire. Um, he's averaging 37 points, four and a half rebounds, 
eight assists and uh, 57 DraftKings points over the last five games. And, I mean, he's had two 60-plus DraftKings games within those five. Um, and, you know, he is the main scoring option there. And, you know, if they want the Wizards to win games, he's going to have to go out there and produce. Um, the other guy I'm looking at on this side is he's been priced out quite a bit, a bit more than I'd like, is uh, Davis Bertans. Um, you know, he's been lighting it up from three-point land there. He's averaged uh, five three-pointers a game over the last three. Um, you know, I don't. I think he's been scoring at least 30 dra- DraftKings points over the last three. And, yeah, they've been giving him the minutes because he's been producing. The other guy that I'm looking at as a value play is uh, Ish Smith. Over the last two games here, he's averaged 32 DraftKing points. And, you know, he seems to be doing better now, almost coming off the bench, just like Isaiah Thomas was doing better in that position. Um, and like you had mentioned, with uh, them playing against uh, the Sacramento Kings, which are, you know, poor defensively, you know, I think he makes a great uh, flyer for sure. Yeah, we, we would expect that he would come in against Yogi Ferrell, and, and I think he's gotten at least 24 minutes the last two games that you're describing those point totals. So, yeah, Ish is a nice value play, 4.6, almost the same price tag as, as Neil Aquina that we mentioned from the last game. So there's a comparison there. And I'm with you on Beal, 10.2. His price has gone up, but it, there's good reason for it. I'm also high, much higher on him on this slate than Kawhi. So he is the most expensive, but I, I do like him. He's going to be in the majority of my lineups. And I've also been all about Bertans lately. But, you know, I loved him really the most when he was he was in that 4.3K yeah. range. And he's quickly shot up. Yes, so, he has. Um, I certainly understand why you want to ride that hot streak. Certainly could see it continue in this game. My primary build, I think I'm going to leave him out. And, you know, hope, well, hope that this might be where he the doesn't where quite, he, yeah, yeah, he kind of regresses a little bit and, and cools off. Yeah. The one reason I still kind of was keeping on him though is just because, yeah, like you said, this game shootout style, he's just been shooting from the three point line of whole bunch. So that's why I've, I'm keeping him there as kind of one of the guys that I might go to. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if I'm going to make three lineups, if I'm going to make three tournament lineups on this slate, I'm going to stack this game in one of them and I'm going to stack Pelicans Clippers in one of them. So we'll get to that in, in a bit here, but in the game that I, if in the lineup where I stack this, I'll probably put him in. So um, that's how I'll go about building up the wizard side on the King side. The big news is that Bogdan Bogdanovich is doubtful again with the hamstring issue. And last game he sat Justin James came off the bench in that forward spot and got 32 minutes and had a real solid fantasy game, 14-3-3-1. So at 3.4K, he's going to probably be my number one value play on this slate with Bogdanovich out. And I also like Corey Joseph at 4.9. Again, he's he's been inconsistent, but he's going to be going up against – Isaiah Thomas and Ish Smith. So I, I really like that price tag. And interesting sort of that mid-tier pricing on the other guys. Healed at 7.2, Holmes 6.2, Bielitsa at 6,000. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of any of those as a one-off. 
So in my in my regular build, I I probably will not play them. It's it is a little bit scary to to continue to fade healed at 7.2, you know, because he's got that 50 point upside, 50 fantasy point upside. So when I stack the game, healed will definitely be in that lineup. But for my other lineups, I will I will mostly fade these guys and maybe get a little bit of Holmes at 6.2, you know, going up against that Wizards front court that along with the rest of the squad doesn't really slow to, slow anybody down. Yeah, I like the calls on all that. Yeah, I, yeah, the buddy heel call. I'm I'm right there with you. Um, you know, he's been struggling a lot this year, and I think he's he's only eclipsed uh, 40 dram or yeah fantasy points once this year so far. So, I mean. But yeah, you know, in, in this narrative as well is like it's just going to be a shootout, and he is a shooting guy, so he could yeah easily go off for those 50 fantasy points that we we're talking about. Yeah, this could end up being a really fun game to watch if if it does stay close and shoot out with Beal, Bertans, Heal just lighting it up. I mean, this this could certainly be one of those you know 128 to 124 games and. You want to have a, a big chunk, big chunk of it if it is. So um, this one's going to be something I'll be focused on for this slate for sure. All right, sounds good. Are we going to move on to the next one? Let's do it. Let's go to Denver for game three on the evening slate. This is eight o'clock Eastern, five o'clock for those in Vancouver, and it's Phoenix against the Nuggets. Phoenix is going to be on a back-to-back. They played Minnesota on Saturday, close win, 100 to 98. Booker went off, and over on the Nuggets side, they are fifth in defense. They had a, a close win over the Celtics. They are 11 and three. Miles, what do you think about that squad? Yeah, on the Denver side here, I'm liking the price of Will Barner right now. He's come down in prices at 5800. Um, you know. There was one game there where he had a pretty low uh, point total and stuff, but that was due to a blow because of uh, Jamal Murray exploding for 39 points. Um, and he's just a very versatile guy, you know. Like he can he can kind of does it all. He can get you points, he can get you boards, he can get assists. Um, so I'm liking his price a lot. The other guy who I've been looking at a lot on the Denver side too is uh, Paul Millsap. Um, you know, to me, he's a really good cash play kind of guy because. You know, over the last seven games, he hasn't got below 30 fantasy points. Um, And, yeah, you know, like, Phoenix isn't amazing at defense, in my opinion. And they're just, it's just, I feel like the Denver Nuggets here can put up a decent amount of points. Um, The other guy that I was kind of, I've always been looking at, I mean, keep my eye on him, but he's, you know, has been underperforming a bunch is Gary Harris. But at this point, too, he's down to 4,100. And, I mean, his minutes haven't shrunk at all. They're always around that, you know, 30 to 35 mark. And, I mean, it just takes him getting a rhythm or, you know, actually just attempting a few more shots, and he can easily hit value for you. Yeah, I totally agree. I I mean, he's had some games historically where, you know, he easily can go 35, 40 40 fantasy points, but he's just not shooting more than 10 times. So – I, yeah, he's he's a guy I'm sort of watching out of the corner of my eye, and and the price keeps dropping, but keep waiting for him to be more aggressive. And for some reason, it it hasn't happened. I've got to think it, he it is going to happen soon. So um, I don't know if I'll be on him though, because I'm just I'm just not sure when when to pull the trigger with 
with Gary Harris. But I also agree with you on Barton. Uh, he's a guy I like to play a lot more, and I'm glad to see his price drop. So I, I am certainly interested in him at 5.8. But the big guy for the Nuggets, Jokic at 9.2, he's just been, you know, a focus here of, of the fantasy industry. Yes, he has. Due to, his, due to his underperformance, we've talked about him a lot on the show. He finally he finally broke out against the Celtics with that triple double, 64 fantasy points, and you know, impressive to me that it was a 96-92 game. So it's not like he needed some shootout to put up a huge huge numbers. And you know, he was in the 8K range for that game. Now he's up to 9.2. I'm going to play him though on this slate along with Beal. Those are going to be my two high priced players, and. Tempting to pair him with Murray, but I probably will will um, probably fade will Murray. probably will fade Murray primarily. Again, I, I really like Dinwiddie in that price range at 7.7. So that that's what I'm thinking about for Denver. Over on the Phoenix side, we've got to watch the news um, in the backcourt and the frontcourt. Rubio is questionable. He did not play Saturday, and Baines is questionable. He, he did not play Saturday. If Baines plays, he's going to be in my lineup because he's only 4,000 4, even. And that's he's certainly underpriced based on his performance when he's been healthy this season. So that's very attractive. And the Rubio factor is going to impact my decision on Ubre and Booker. You know, Booker, like I said, went off today 35-12-9, and he did that with going 0 for 5 on three-pointers. So he had he had a monster game that we know he's capable of, but he just hasn't been hitting that ceiling with Rubio in the lineup. So with Rubio in the lineup, I'm going to shy away from him. Uh, I am going to keep my eye on Ubre though. He's only 6.6. So assuming Rubio and Baines play, I'll be interested in Baines and Ubre, possibly Bridges at 4.1, um, but... You know, I still like that price for him, but there are some other guys we've mentioned in that 3,000 range that probably are a little bit stronger value play, I think, uh, on this slate. So um, primarily Baines and, and Ubre for me. How about you? Yeah, I like that call. Um, with Bridges, I find that like you know he has had a couple of good games here, but that's been with Rubio out. I feel like when Rubio comes back, you know, he's going to regress back to what he was doing before, which was nothing too special. Um, and then, yeah, I like Ubre as well. I mean, especially if Rubio's out because he's just been balling out here over the last three games without Rubio. Um, and then, yeah, if uh, <clears throat> if Baines is out, I have some interest in uh, Frank the Tank there at 4,600. Um, but yeah, if Baines is in, I'm definitely looking at Baines at, at the 4,000 price there. Okay, yeah, that, that's good of you to mention, Frank. Um his price still is 4.6, right? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, that's what it was the last game. So that's stayed steady. Okay, good. Yeah, I like him. I like him as well if, if Baines is out. So, any, all right, anything else on that game? I think that pretty much covers it all. And, yeah, like with the, the Yohich thing there, I was, I, was, I was looking at him, thinking about it. But I was just – my one thought is I was like, did you know, did – did he uh, did he get up to play because it was against one of the top seeded teams in the league? 
Right. You know, because like he's been, everybody's just coming and saying, oh, you know, he's just been looking lazy. Like he's not been, he's been disinterested. So then I thought, oh, did he, is just like, I'm going to show up because, you know, we got, I got to show my stuff now against a team that matters. It's possible. It is certainly possible, but I don't know. He got a haircut recently. He's looking a little slimmer. <laughs> he's, you know, like he, he looks a little better. He's, he's, he's got some self-care going now. You're thinking it's yes. all going to come together. Yeah. He's like, all right, let me get back in shape here. Let me, let me clean this act up a little bit here. Cause it's been a little sloppy so far. Yes. Yes, it has. So, and we, we all know that Jokic is often priced over 10 K when he's rolling. So this is, we could all be know one of that. He usually has a slow start to the season. So yeah, this, that and could be slow. the end of it. This, this could be the end of it. So, this is your chance to get him at 9.2. You heard it here first. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to the next one. Let's do it. The final game here. All of a sudden, we're at game five for the Sunday activity in the association. And it could be quite the late night hammer. We've got the Pelicans visiting the Clippers. And the total I'm seeing is 234. And the point That's of caution here. One. Yeah. It, it certainly is, but the Clippers are favored by 12. Pelicans are coming in on a back-to-back. They're playing at Utah right now as we speak. So it's a tough game for them. Yeah, it's going to be tough for them, um, and we'll have some injury news to get to on that side. But why don't you lead off for us with the home team, the Clippers? Who do you like over there? So yeah, on the Clippers side, um, like we mentioned before, uh, quiet 10 point was he 10.4 or 10.8? 10 even. It was 10 even. Okay. So at quiet 10 even, I'm still not a huge fan of that. Um, I mean, you know, with Paul George back in the lineup there, it's taking away a bit from him. Um, and that's why I like Paul George a lot more at this position because he's 1,500 less at 8,500. And, you know, he can do the exact same that, thing that Kawhi can do. And, um, you know, he came back from that bilateral, like, shoulder surgery, but it doesn't seem like that's affected him at all because over the last five games, like, since he's been back, he's averaging – 44 and a half uh, fantasy points. So I like him a lot more in this position. And, you know, they're going against one of the worst defenses in the league. So no reason why he can't just go out there and dominate and, you know, get you all the value he can. The other guy I'm looking at is Montrez Harrell. They've priced him down to 6,300. And, I mean, he's going against a New Orleans team that has two injured centers. I mean, we'll have to, you know, wait and see if Jalil Oakfor is actually ruled in or out. But, you know, I like him a lot at that price. Um, he's been having a great season. And with him coming off the bench, too, and staggering against, you know, the two big stars there, he's got great usage there. Um, then on the same note with that, you got Lou Williams, his, uh, his you know, <clears throat> his, uh, what do you want to call him, compadre there. Um, and he's been going absolutely insane as well. And, I mean, even with the big guys back, he still got 34 po- minutes and he got 26 points, eight assists, and you know, no reason why I can't see him doing the same thing against uh, New Orleans uh, Pelicans. Yeah, that's a great word for those guys, compadres. I like that. <laughs> they they certainly are. I mean, they're they're almost attached at the hip with all the pick and rolls that they run, and they just have an excellent chemistry. I love watching those two guys work together and. And, you, you know, you hit on the four big big guys for the Clippers. We're just going to – all season, we're going to watch those guys, those four. We're going to look at their usage, look at their price tags. And I agree. On this slate, Kawhi at 10,000, 
Paul George at eight eight point five. I just don't see the need to play Kawhi. I, I think you can really use that that price saving, the the price savings there. And I, I'm not even that interested in Paul George. I agree with you. It sounded like your favorite price on this team was Harrell, and for me it is as well six point three. These two teams played earlier in the season back on – it was only the 14th, so not not too long ago. Now, Kawhi Leonard didn't play in that game. Brandon Ingram didn't play in that game. Harrell and Lou Williams actually started. So the, I think the if you look at that box score, I think the numbers are a little bit inflated because of Ingram and, and Kawhi Leonard's absences. Yeah. But but still, Kawhi – I mean, Harrell's going to play – he's going to play over 30 minutes, you would, you would expect, if this game is anywhere close – so yeah, I really like him at 6.3. Yeah. As I say, yeah, and I was referencing the game they just played with both the superstars there with right. Williams. So right. as, to give that for reference, so if you aren't going, oh, well, the two stars are back, what's going to happen to his minutes? What's going to happen to his production? But yeah, you know, he was out there and he proved that he can still do it all with those guys there. Absolutely. Yeah. I just like to look back at when teams have Previous, played each yeah. other, you know, earlier in the, in the same season. I feel like most people do. <clears throat> yeah. And so that's, I think, the important thing to do is, is to make sure you're paying attention to, in that particular box score, who was in and who was out, of course. And, and like you mentioned, over on the Pelican side, Favors and Okafor are still out. They didn't play today. We don't expect they're going to play on Sunday. Uh, Hart is still out. Ball is back in the lineup, and the, the game just finished. He played 24 minutes. But for me, my primary interest on the Pelican side is going to be Ingram. He had a real another strong game here on Saturday. He's at 8.4. So I, I like him better than Paul George just because I think he's going to get more usage. And I like him better than Drew Holiday. I think he's a little bit more reliable. They have similar price tags. Redick, what has been going off here, he's shooting really well. 6.1 is a little bit more than I want to pay for him. But the the guy that's going to be in almost all my lineups is Jackson Hayes at only 4.3. I'm going to lock him in as one of my centers. Uh, he did play 30 minutes tonight, had a solid game. But I'm going to look to him to uh, come back again and, and be strong here on the back-to-back. What do you think of the Pelican side? Yeah, I like most of your calls there. Um yeah, I, Brandon Ingram was my number one choice on that side. Um, I mean, yeah, he, like you said, he's just been so consistent this year. Um, he's only scored, I think there was one, the only game that he scored below 36 drive, like fantasy points, was one where he got hurt. And then besides that one 36 fantasy point game, the rest of them have all been above 40. So, you know, not much to not like about that. And then I was looking at Drew Holiday myself. Um you know, he's been in a rhythm lately here, but I mean, the thing is, too, he is going against one of the, you know, he's, the Clippers are in the top 10 of the defense here. And, you know, if he's going against Pat Bev, you know, he can always, you know, get in the best of everybody's head there. So it's something to watch, but he was one of the guys I had noted. Um, and then, yeah, I think Jackson Hayes, if he's getting 30 minutes a game, he's definitely in play, especially at 4,300. Yeah, you know, this... You and I had mentioned at some point just how attractive this game is as a whole, and I, I think it is worth stacking. I mean, you can you can easily stack Ingram, Hayes, Lou Williams, Harrell, and Paul George. If you yeah. go with those five, you're going to be able to 
fill out your lineup with three guys from some of the early games? Because we mentioned, you know, three or four, maybe even five decent value plays earlier in the slate. Yeah, you had uh, Eamon Shrumpert and he had one other one that was really nice that I liked. Was it Justin, Justin James? Yes. 3.4. Yeah. Baines, if he plays at 4,000. Yeah. So, yeah, no, there's definitely some good value. So, he can definitely, yeah, get kind of a, a somewhat stars and scrubs kind of going on. Yeah, the only challenge with this particular slate is that three of the guys I like the most, and I, I guess you're not on to, you're not on Jokic as much in this slate, but he's center only on DraftKings. Jackson yep. Hayes is center only, oh. and Baines is center only. So you can't you can't you play can't all three of them. them. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. Baines isn't power forward center, no. No, I thought he was. I, I, I thought he might be, I so I had to double check on that. Okay. He may I feel have like been, at one point he, he might have been. He may have been earlier in the season. That I was thinking the same thing, but right now he's center only. Gotcha. Yeah, hmm. that throws a wrench into things a bit then. But yeah, no, <laughs> I really like this game a lot. It's gonna be one of my favorite games to target. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's why it's good for our listeners to get this nice and early with their Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee, you know, in the morning, and you have a, have a chance to follow the news and and tinker with the lineup. So, you know, please make sure to check out at Hoopball Fantasy. We get all the up to date information there throughout the day and you can file you can follow miles at miles 6565 miles spells his first name m-y-l-e-s you can find me at language olympic you can follow the coach at joe sarvati j-o-e-s-a-r-v-a-d-i and of course mr apatria you can find him at m-i-k-e a-P-O-T-R-I-A. All right, Miles, any final thoughts on this Sunday slate? No, I think we covered it all. I think we did. We did our best. So thank you for joining us for the Sunday edition. And be sure to tune in tomorrow for another edition of Hoopball DFS Today. Thank you for joining us. Have a good night, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.